Welcome to the Peace Corner podcast. This series is brought together by GPAC, UNOY and CSPPS. Each episode will bring to you a different peace builder and their personal story. In this season, we dive into the topic of inclusivity. How do we meaningfully bring this concept beyond tokenism? How can we truly involve women and youth in peace building? Young women and men still suffer from stereotypes, myths and policy panics that harm their agency and affect realizing their full potential for peace. The evidence is clear. Development is not sustainable if it is not fair and inclusive. Our efforts to build and sustain peace need to be democratized to include the communities most affected. Young people are our best chance in succeeding. In order to break the status quo and make the world a better place, we need gender equality. The fantastic phrase, women's rights are human rights, must become the spine of all our political work. Hello everyone, welcome to the Peace Corner uh, podcast. Today, uh, we are going to welcome Catalina Salazar and we will discuss a very interesting topic and dive into how hip-hop is a tool uh, that promotes the culture of peace. Okay, Catalina, to get things started, uh, we want to ask uh, what motivated you to become a peace builder? Okay, uh, I'll guess that I, I always felt really overwhelmed by social injustice and inequity in Chile because I come from a country that even though it has the best economy in the region, it has the worst um, numbers in terms of inequity. So that shocked me a lot because most of things in most of things in Chile are not for everybody. Like there's a private education system, health we have no health insurance or, or a good health um, public service and I could go on and on and that really shocked me but when I was in high school I was touched by the student movement because there was a the first time that really really massive mobilizations took place in Chile against the educational system that was really privatized had no quality at all had no infrastructure at all and there was a lot of bad things went on and then I, I, I went to college and I was also part of the student movement. I was always pacific, a pacific like person. Like I was also in, on the side of, of pacifism. And, and some people, some students were more radical, you know? And then I started to really believe in this and how to, 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 to create changes. And then I, I ran into social hip hop, the, the organization they represent, and I noticed that they were doing a great job with youth in in hip hop culture, in jails, in the in in the streets, in marginalized neighborhoods, with immigrants, and a lot of things. And that's how I started, and I haven't stopped from there, basically. Can you tell us more about the uh, the activities that you mentioned in uh, your education in college? Sure. If, when I was in high school, it was 2006, so it was the first student, strong student movement that like, was really national, a lot, of people, a lot of people on the street, and I was part of it, so we basically marched, were marching a lot. We didn't know how to make change because we were, I was 17 years old, but we was the first time that a movement 
wasn't just asking local things for them. For example, a raise on salaries, which like the working classes like always demand. Uh, but we were like demanding a better educational system for all of them, for our people, and for the people who are who was going to study after we are, we were done. So we weren't we weren't asking something something for us, but for the people that for the future basically. And then was pretty much the same in college. I think we were the same generation actually. <laughs> yeah, same people starting to do the same in in universities. And basically we had a lot of marching and a lot of assemblies, a lot of meetings, and then some changes were made. But the Chilean, in Chile it's really hard to make change because of the constitution, because it's really, really, is really strict and it, it doesn't allow change to happen because you have a demand or something and then everything goes through the Congress and nothing happened. There was some improvement. Now there's an uh, there's an area of the state that 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 has to 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 check that the quality of education gets better and better. But we ha- we still not have no we don't have a public quality education. We still have a public system, and with the last president, all the rights that we 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 achieve are been are being gradually taken away. So it's a complex situation, you know. Because I believe that in Chile, like, if you don't go marching, if you don't do things, no one would care. And that, that's not supposed to be, like, democracy shouldn't be like that, you know? Yeah. And, and it's really interesting that you mentioned um, even earlier that the, the social realities, the situation is uh, what brought to you to where you are and uh, the action needed from the students to, uh, uh, to influence this uh, social realities. Uh, but we would like to know more and hear from you about this current situation in Chile, considering that the state of emergency has been called. Yeah, of course. Um, the thing, everything started with a civil disobedient action from the students, high, high, high school students, that was basically to avoid paying a subway. Then it became massive. Then people, then they started calling the rest of people, like not students, to join them. They said, okay, now today the, the ticket is for free. And then also the ticket costs a lot and we have a lot of like rises in the tick in the subway ticket and in and electricity, water and a lot a lot of services. So people joined, but then everything starts scaling up into a social um anger and so uh, there was a lot of frustration and people supported that and until uh, like it was like a week from from, uh, from that and then and like they made uh, the subway collapse and then we had the news like no they, we have to close the subway and, and people were like really supporting that like they were like I don't care if I have to walk home three hours because I support them because our generation like the grown-ups became cowards and I support them because they're fearless they're so brave and but then that the same night, uh, eight subway stations were were burned, which was really weird because it was guarded by the police, and because it's impossible for me at least and for other, I've heard some transportation engineers that it's impossible that a single person or even a group could burn eight stations. So this was really weird because the 
police in Chile has been associated with a lot of corruption scandals. So basically, not everybody, but a lot of people doesn't trust our military or public order forces because they they usually tend to put fake uh, fake fake evidence they fake things when for example if it has been it has happened that if a policeman kills a man for example they're gonna fake everything then the the then lawyers or the the, the law system can actually do any investigation because there's fake evidence so and then they don't go to jail and this it's it's really unfair actually i would say the we have injustice. You have you have justice in Chile if you have money to pay for a good lawyer, but if you don't, like politicians that steal, rich people that steals, they don't go to jail. They just pay a fee, maybe take some ethic class. So I think that was creating a lot of anger in people, a lot of frustrations, and that ended up with this huge movement. Yeah. It's uh, interesting that you mentioned these. Um, uh, oftentimes, how. Uh, there, um, there's a misconception of sorts uh, with how uh, the situation has escalated, uh, leading towards uh, the, the declaration of martial law, and uh, of course, um, juring. Uh, and from a particular perspective, for example, from where we are outside of Chile, uh, based on the news, you can sense that there is a, a portrayal of the youth as... Uh, as the ones who are instigating or with these protests and uh, putting the youth in bad light. Yeah. Um, what do you think or feel uh, as a member of the youth mm. with how the media has portrayed you? Me as a, an activist, a member of the youth, I would say that always uh, a media and a strategy from power is to criminalize the social movement. We've, I've been living that all my, my whole life because, for example, before this, if we were like 400,000 people marching on the street, the media only covers those who are doing damage, public damage, those who are burning things. And I, I know they are, they're doing it. But there must be when like 300 people the most we've ever had. And they don't cover that. That's because they want to create this chaos image. So they, and, and it works because then when people watch television and they watch a student march, they say, yeah, but they're just destroying things. And I know some radical people exist there in that movement, but it's not the the whole thing. And specifically, it's not the purpose of our, of our activities. We want some, we want social justice and we want education. And that's an easy way of not taking care of our structural problems, I would say. And regarding to the this movement specifically, um, the things got really violent when the militaries were on the street because mm. that created a lot of chaos, a lot of fear in people, and people were were angry. And with the militaries on the street, that that sort of made the Pinochet dictatorship ghost to live again. So people was really rebellious. But besides that, this generation has no fear of militaries. So I think that the answer from the government was really worse. And then the government says on television, national television, that we are in a war, war against a, a big enemy, something like that. I don't know specifically what he said. And by doing that, everything got, got even even worse. 
And they always focus on crime, on robbery, on everything. And that is true. But I also want to say that there are so a lot of recordings in which the police have created, like, have robbed supermarkets. They don't protect people. They protect more some other, like, private property. And I don't think that's good because... And I want to say something, that this movement hasn't attacked any police from dead. There's not a policeman dead. There's not a civil against civil. We haven't killed anybody. And even the most radical people, but 20 people have died. So violence, like the biggest violence comes from police, from the government, not from us, you know? We're not armed, we're not seen any guns, like, and most of people are, it's, 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 they're like, they're peacefully protesting. Yeah, and That's some a, people, of course, they're radical. That's a very interesting point that you're pointing out, this is a peaceful protest. Yeah. Um, but I have to ask, like, seeing that the situation is uh, escalating, nonetheless, uh, what fuels the youth to keep going despite, um, undoubtedly, the, the 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 force, the presence of the military, mm. is is growing stronger? Yeah, I would say first of all, like, um, we are really united, mm-hmm. like, as like never before. And this is not something related to a party or even to um, being from the left or the right. Because we have people from the right or the left, people from up, middle class, lower class. So we united. And I, I believe that people feel for the same, for the first time, they have a chance to actually doing changes. And another thing is like, ever since I can remember, I've been marching, doing meetings. Like I've never been aggressive to anyone, but nothing changes. And even though I'm a pacifist, I understand that people get tired because they believe in they, they're we're supposed to be in democracy, but nothing changes. And that's been like this since like 30 years. And that's what but what keeps us going is that we have a lot of energy and we we, we want to win and want social justice because one of the main main reasons for this protest is the retirement funds. And for example, it's really hard to see someone like who was a teacher bargain on the street because they can't afford to have a decent life. So that's what is behind us, you know. And and I would say that people in Chile, it's really, they're really, there's a social intelligence, like being able to answer, like, if the government says you're being aggressive, okay, let's be let's let's do the peace. Like if they say they're just a bunch of people, we everybody would go out on the street. And then we have we've had a lot of talking because that's that also doesn't appear on television. We've had a lot of local talking, a lot of forums in the street because we people want to talk, people want to re- reunite, people want to have this community system and. In a lot of places, we've been facing militaries, like having tea on the street, like telling them, I don't care if you sh- if you shoot me, We're, I'm good still going to be on the street because that was a right that we, we won with democracy. So we can just, and what they wanted to do is that they wanted to have the militaries on the so never, so they don't want to, so, because they didn't want people protesting. That's the thing, you know, and they thought they were doing it and they couldn't care less. People like like I, that like was dancing on the street in front of the military. It was like even funny, you know. And that that's what what keeps me going. That this is a fair first fair struggle. This is, is for justice, not for some selfish or little thing, you know. And do you think these um, uh, these mobilizations, these actions, uh, among other things, I'd like to know uh, how else 
you think uh, the youth positively contribute towards uh, participating in political change? I would say youth doesn't participate a lot in politics because they don't believe that you can actually make any changes. Even though in the last 10 years, there's a, a, a left party that is called Frente Amplio, White Front, and they've, they're really youth-led, they're really like, and they've been really supportive to this. They even confront militaries and everything, but besides that, there's not a lot of participation. But there's a lot of activism. Mm. For example, there's a lot of cultural group, uh, groups, cultural organizations, student like a lot of people is fighting against the, the retirement funds to in order to have a better retirement fund. There's a lot of environmental things in Chile because um, water in Chile was sold by Pinochet's regime, so you have to buy water, mm. buy water rights. So this ended up uh, with like for example, we have places in Chile that people has no water. They have to have water delivered by, by a truck. But then you see, and there's a huge avocado uh, plantation, like avocado fields. So we say, like, how come an avocado have more rights than a person, you know? <laughs> like, it's painful, but it's actually funny, you know? So, yeah, I would say that, actually. So what you're saying, uh, tell me if I'm, I'm getting here that when you're giving a clear distinction between, let's say, uh, easily, loosely using the term politics or political change, and what you're saying is the student movement, the actions are for particular policy changes with yeah. when it comes to income, when it comes to uh, services, and that's what you're really, the youth are focusing on, these concrete uh, yeah. changes in society. And can you help us uh, better understand how your organization helps in this youth movement to positively engage in society. Because it's very interesting. How does hip-hop make an impact? I would say that hip-hop has always, and I don't know why I ask to myself every day, like hip-hop is really powerful because it, it, it's everywhere, and it's especially in those in violent places creating a non-violent culture. And I would say that it's because it's, it's free to to rapping, it's free to singing, to doing breakdance. But another thing is like, it's a really powerful way of express of expression. And every, like, most of times when people, when rappers are singing, they sing about social injustice in their context. So it's a really healthy way to express the violence that you live. And, and I think that creates you feel better afterwards. And, and there's also another thing that hip-hop is a really, really strong community in Chile. Like, hip-hop is, is huge there. It was the first country that had really famous hip-hop um, hip -hop, um, hip -hop bands or singers. And, but we, as an organization, we work with... We do social interventions with hip-hop methodology. So that means that we're using hip-hop tools to create development process and especially to create a culture of peace. So for example, in Talca, where where I come from, we have a, 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 our team goes to jails and they visit the young people in jail and we, we do some rapping with them, we watch video clips. So we give them a chance to express themselves, to change, at least to talk about the violence they're living in. So basically, hip hop maybe doesn't change violence, but it 
helps people to deal with it in a better way that it's also give them tools of like critic critical tools like to criticize world but not just not but improving your 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 way of seeing things things and other things is like hip-hop saves life because i've seen this a lot some people who are really trapping crime trapping drugs and everything they discover hip-hop and then they have a reason to live a reason to do thing and they become um uh, an, an agent of change they 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 bring youth to hip-hop so instead of being so for them instead of being of committing crime or doing drugs they're singing they're dancing they're participating and that i think that i believe that is the way to to win this battle you know so in another good thing we do is we go to the worst neighborhood to the most violent neighborhood and we start rapping with kids we start like dancing with them and sharing and expressing and we don't we don't we don't censor censor anything we don't say you can talk about no matter how violent it is because we believe they have to express and then we talk about it. Okay, what do you feel about this? And sometimes people like youth in jail, especially, they start talking about they have this really crime criminal culture. They only talk about guns and like mm. and and for and guns and like really violent thing. And then we start like, yeah, but what else do you do? What else do you have? Like, what if we watch a video clip and you can see how they they start changing the narratives? They talk about some different thing and when you ask him about what do you feel about indigenous thing inequity they have an opinion they have but they have no space to express it and we give them that space we they, yeah and i think that's really 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 powerful that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing um you you ran through a, a lot of activities social hip-hop has conducted throughout the years but I'm really interested and I'd love to hear more uh, about any particular story that may have left an impression on you that you witnessed yourself. Um, do you have one in mind? Yeah, we have, we've had a lot of projects, but the one that it, my favorite one is what, what we do in jails because jails are a terrible place, especially if you're a, if you're a young person, you know? So basically what jail do, does to people jails not jail university <laughs> it's like they their self-esteem is completely taken away so we try to restitute that for example and we can see that by the way they behave for example first session they were really aggressive but they don't look straight to your eyes they like i know this is not gonna show up but i can show you like there's a body language like really curvy not looking at like really and I would say that's fear, you know, but aggressive and everything. And then they started change their body language. For example, one of the kids was called Jesus. He was really aggressive, really aggressive, really, really aggressive. He was like getting all the time. He didn't want leave. He not want to leave. But then he started singing and we start to improve his self esteem. Like you can do it, you can do it. And now he's a rap singer in jail. He he present. He presenting himself, he's singing in front of, in front of all the people, like the jail police, like the, 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 the principal, like some deputies. And they were like, they were amazed, you know? And even, they even, they they see differently. They have a, a better self-esteem, a better image of, of them. And actually one of them, no, a lot of them starting to ask him for a dictionary. Can you imagine a policeman like, 
when they were we were passing like we were like what do you have here because we we're checked like every time you get in a dictionary and what he was like why are you getting a dictionary what do you have there you know are you hiding something <laughs> and we're like no they asked for it and we wanted to wanted to bring a dictionary because they want to improve the lyrics so that's a way we that's the way we teach we don't teach imagine if i just if i start working with them and say like okay today we're learning about the dictionary they're not giving they're not gonna give me any attention you know but then the, if if we if we work with them with their talents if we like improve their self-esteem and create this is really important to create an interest always always especially with youth you have to create their interest if they're interested they're gonna learn anything because it's fun you know like if i'm playing a video game i'm gonna try to find the way i'm gonna try to learn it i'm gonna try to because i'm interested if i'm not interested nothing would happen and especially because youth is a moment where you're really rebellious you want to change things you don't want to receive orders you want to you want to create things and that's the most powerful thing you know I, I i always tell them that keep being rebellious but fight for good things you know for other people not just selfish causes you know that, that's an amazing story and it's really interesting to see the example you gave of uh, uh jesus and the dictionary being in demand uh and i wanted to see from your perspective what inclusivity means okay especially in the context of promoting the culture of peace for me, inclusivity means to listen to everybody because I get the feeling that social world, some people never feel they fit into something, you know? Some people are really always left outside, outside of educational system, outside of social life, outside of, of, the, of, of cities, you know? And hip hop deal, deals with everything for everything with everything because hip hop it's was born in really marginalized culture like immigrant uh, uh, vulnerable neighborhoods so i think dealing with having like working with hip hop it's i don't know it's like it automatically create that and i would i feel that in order to um to achieve inclusion you have to create um this community feeling create groups have you noticed that hip hop is always in a circle? You know, that's what I believe. Like, so when you're in a circle, everybody is the same distance. Everybody's together. They can participate, and that's what I I, I feel them that that we have to do to listen to youth, to participate with them, to laugh with them, to feel what they're feeling, to get angry with them. It doesn't matter, and stop. So I get the feeling that sometimes we try to include people to our world why don't we include to their world you know as another person i mean you know like for me it's more interesting to be at in jails in neighborhoods than being maybe in a, in a club you know because that's my center i'm gonna have more fun there than you know so i i really i'm really I, I i criticize the notion in modern society about what's the center what is the margin most of music was born in the margin. But then we have this official speech, official things, official important countries. And what about no? We have to open open our minds to see what's outside that, you know? Go there, enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish our listeners could also see 
uh, the, the the passion and the, <laughs> the sincerity of uh, Catalina. Yeah, but no passion. doubt, uh, no doubt that resonates uh, even with our uh, uh, with our interview without a, a video. Um, and it's quite interesting, uh, Catalina, to see uh, all of the work of uh, uh, hip hop. Um, as a tool for uh, promoting the culture of peace. But for, for, for one last question before we uh, close everything, I know you've touched on this, uh, but I'd like to hear how we can make peace building meaningfully inclusive. Uh, and you've touched on this, but I'd like to see uh, what you'd like, what you can say about it. Peace, peace building meaningful uh, with youth, you mean? We should have fun like doing this if we don't enjoy what we're doing then we're not doing it right you know and youth wants to have fun i believe that most of conflicts are created because youth have no options have no opportunities so of course they want to have fun and if somebody comes and gives them a gun they're gonna take it because otherwise you're gonna be stuck in your in your house watching television so we have to give options. Hip hop is an option. Maybe dancing is another option. Watching mo watching good movies, talking. Like I would say, in order to achieve peace, we have to rebuild a sense of community. Like that we are special, that we belong to other things. And that is really jeopardizing all society, not only poor societies, you know? And if we rebuild that, it will be better than before because we'll be living in, a, in, in, in more cohesion communities that that's what i think and hip-hop has contributed a lot to create that sense of community that every young pe person needs they need to, they they feel they belong to something you know thank you very much catalina this Welcome. is so interesting and uh, i am so glad to be able to speak to you and learn more about what social hip-hop <laughs> ngo does in chile thank and you. of course the to hear straight uh, from you the situation um, and the uh, the resolution of the youth despite uh, the crisis. Yeah. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Peace Corner. Interested in hearing more from us? Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you might be listening. 